Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 60. Today we're going to talk about pitching strategy and pitching to contact, trying to get easier out. Before we do that, let's talk about Cleat It Up, cleatitup.com. Cleat It Up FP is a communication tool uh, that we want you to use to solve all your communication challenges within your team, within your organization. Go to cleatitup.com and uh, get hooked up with the free app that's going to solve all your communication challenges. We also want to talk about our other presenting sponsor, which is Nexair. Nexair is a Memphis-based industrial gas, medical gas, research gas, welding supply, and safety PPE supplier. With strategically placed retail locations, sales branches, and distribution centers throughout the southeast, Nexair is never too far away. They maintain centralized product warehouses to serve you better, and be more reliable. Through our services, you can receive the products you need when you need them. Our fleet of trucks will get you the gas you need when you need it. If you're interested in any Nexair product or service, or just want to talk through your options, please get in touch. Our customer care team at 888-639-2474 will help you find the branch or outside sales rep in your area. Please reach out to Nexair. They'll take care of all your needs. And finally, let's talk about Patreon. Uh, Coach Don and I are asking our listeners to help us, if you can, become a patron. Go to patreon.com, it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash everything fast pitch. Love doing coach prep. We love doing everything fast pitch. Uh, We just need some help from our listeners that can. Uh, Please become a patron. Support us uh, at either $5, $10, or $20 a month, and that way we can keep uh, all our stuff free. Uh, we don't want to become a subscription service. We don't want to have to charge a monthly fee to do it. And if uh, those of you that can help us will do so, then uh, we'll be able to keep right on rocking and rolling. And that's one of those commitments they can start or stop anytime, right, Tori? Absolutely. But we'd love for them to jump on board and uh, see if they can help us out when they can. Yes, please. All right. So, Don, our topic for today is uh, pitching to contact. And one of those things that uh, I think sometimes we need to remind everybody of the value of an out and however you get that out is a victory for us on on defense but that there's kind of a misconception I think or a misunderstanding I think for too many pitchers and too many pitchers parents the idea of if my kid is a good pitcher is tied almost solely to how many strikeouts they get no and and if we can think back there's been tons and tons of pitchers that uh that we've had at Kennesaw State in the schools you've coached too Tori that were probably even the most effective pitchers that weren't just strikeout artists right, right? yeah and don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with a strikeout but let me ask you this question from a coaching perspective if i told you you could have one of these two pitchers which one would you rather have somebody who throws two pitches to a hitter and gets a ground ball to the shortstop and does that three times in an inning, so she gets six pitches to get three outs. Or a pitcher who throws eight or nine or 10 or 11 or 12 pitches to every hitter and strikes out all three hitters in an inning. After a couple get on base, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh, and even if nobody gets on base. Sure. what's, What's better for your team? What's better for your team defense? What's better for your mental health? Six-pitch pitcher who gets you three easy outs on three easy ground balls in the infield? Or being on the edge of your seat for right. 30 pitches. And yeah. and knowing that you know there's a chance we're going to get a strikeout, but there's a chance we could have a walk, and there's right. a chance that our defense could fall asleep because all they do is watch the pitcher and catcher play catch and wait for the foul balls to come back from uh, 
from outside the field. And often they're standing out there in that 90 or 95 degree heat, just melting away while they're waiting, yeah, right? Spacing out, flaking out, whatever it might be. So here, here's our challenge. Obviously, for most kids who invest the time and effort in pitching, they want to have some sort of payoff for that effort. And um, over time and over the statistical history of our game, so much uh, emphasis has been made on strikeouts and so much value has been placed on strikeouts that I think a lot of younger pitchers and a lot of uh, less experienced coaches, less experienced parents, value that strikeout at a level that's higher than what it probably really deserves to have. No, I know. And, uh, you know, to your point, Tori, that, uh, you know, the two or three pitch outs are very effective and efficient. And many times we have to not lose sight of the, the fact that we need good defense if we're pushing for that too. Right. And we can't let that slide. Yeah, well, the, the two have to work together. But uh, the other side of it is that it, it seems to me that we've got less and less pitchers in the game now that are those truly dominant strikeout pitchers than we used to. Now, some of that, I think, is because the hitters are getting better. Working. And yeah. they're working harder to, to you know, shorten the gap between them and the pitchers. Do their part, um, yeah. But I think we have to start to do a better job of helping our pitchers understand and our pitchers' parents understand that our goal is outs. And the easiest way for us to get those outs is what we should all be after. So the times I would think that uh, pitchers struggle with that too, and at least when I'm talking to people, is when the pitchers don't feel like the defense is strong enough to support that. So they overdo their pitching right. side, and they try too hard with their pitching, and that's when you make mistakes too. Right. Well, I think that was one of the reasons why I wanted us to talk about this. So there's nothing wrong with admitting, coming to grips with the fact that my greatest strength is I'm going to get the hitter to miss hit the ball slightly. I might not be strong enough. I might not be fast enough. My pitches might not have quite enough break on them or, or quite enough movement on them to get swings and misses all the time. And to start to see that if I can get her to miss the ball by a little bit and get a ground ball or a pop-up, that that's probably a more realistic goal for a lot of pitchers than the idea of I'm going to strike hitters out. Right. And um, again, seeing the the game up close and personal now this last you know several months, uh, that it's clear to me that too many pitchers, whether they're doing it because they want the glory of getting the strikeout or because they don't have faith in their defense to support them if they allow the ball to be hit, but there's way too many kids who don't have strikeout stuff trying to be strikeout pitchers. Right. So whether that's something that's going on in the head of the pitcher or in the head of the pitcher's parents or the head of the pitching coach, um, I'm not exactly sure. But so I think we need to do a little assessment. We do need to do a little uh, checking on ourselves, thinking for ourselves about what exactly are the strengths of the pitchers on our team and what are, what are my strengths as a pitcher. And you know, if I'm that absolute flamethrower that, that uh, can just blow the ball by people, well, then the idea of me striking people out probably is re a reasonable that's expectation. fun and exciting and yeah. something to work for. Yeah. Now, that still doesn't mean that if I'm a flamethrower that I wouldn't rather have like a one-hopper right back to me so I can get an out with one pitch instead of three or four or five or six or eight. But I think that uh, um, we need to do a better job of convincing our pitchers 
that the out is the most important thing. And, and if we can get them to get easy outs for us defensively, it's better for our defense. And honestly, it's better for their longe- longevity. Efficient is good, right? Right. We want to want to make sure we're being efficient. Yeah. Well, and a couple of years ago, when I first started uh, helping with a, a travel ball team again, I, I had the opportunity to call pitches for a pretty talented team. We had two pitchers. One was the fireballing strikeout pitcher. The other one got some strikeouts, but she was really much more the pitch to contact pitcher. On any given day, when both of them would pitch, one game would be this like smooth. You know, a lot of three up, three down, quick innings. You know, uh, and we would kind of keep track that for the one pitcher, um, you know, if if she pitched ten innings, chances are, you know, in that uh, ten inning stretch, she'd have four or five three up, three down innings that would not have ten total pitches in them. Cool. Mm-hmm. And you know, she would still give up an occasional run, would still give up the occasional hit because if you know if you're pitching to contact, obviously the ball's going to get hit but overall was a much more successful and much easier pitcher to play for and play behind than our other girl who had nasty, nasty stuff but didn't always know where it was going. And so for the other pitcher, every, every out was an adventure. And she had a lot of strikeouts, yeah. but I would be willing to bet that the number of strikeouts she had where she also had at least you know, had gotten to three balls would probably seventy five percent of her strikeouts There's were full count. A lot of work to get there. Yeah, yeah. Seventy five percent of the strikeouts I get are also three ball counts. That means seventy five percent of the time we're that close to walking somebody. No, no doubt. And you're on the edge of your seat, right? And and unfortunately, what we saw with that year was that with pitcher A, who got a lot of uh, quick innings and a lot of uh, ground ball outs, and a lot of you know lazy fly ball outs that we played much better defense behind her than we did with the other pitcher, even though the other pitcher had a higher percentage of outs that nobody else had to be involved in. Well, and to your point, too, uh, you get set on your heels. Right. When somebody's doing it all on their own, kind of fun and exciting and all that, but uh, you know, when there is some action, we may not be as prepared as we need to be. Right. And Whereas then, the other, you know that you need to be on and sharp. Yeah, you're going to be on point every pitch because yeah. there's a, a high likelihood that by the second pitch of the at-bat, something's, happening. something's happened. So I think it makes your defense more consistent behind that person. But the other thing that we wanted to talk about, and Don, you talked about it before, is that if I don't have strikeout stuff, but I'm trying really hard to be a strikeout pitcher, mm-hmm. I'm going to be in for a world of hurt because I'm going to be overthrowing, I'm going to be muscling up, I'm going to be trying to throw harder um, to get that little bit of extra zip to get a strikeout. What happens to mistakes? Yeah, and, and that, that pitch is more likely to get crushed yeah. than anything else we're throwing. But we want to just have a little come-to-Jesus moment for all of our coaches and all of our pitchers and all of our pitcher parents that start to think about, am I getting people out? Am I getting wins? Is my team being successful? Is my team playing good defense behind me? And decide what your role is in those outcomes. And if it is the, wow, it's a lot of fun to have a seven-pitch inning and have three outs and be back in the dugout versus having a 30-pitch inning to get three strikeouts. And your title today, the the pitch to contact uh, title of the episode today is uh, exactly what you're talking with. Uh, making pitchers work towards that rather right. than trying to overdo and overthrow right. and, and have an opportunity to make those mistakes. Yeah. And and so now just to make sure we're clear, that doesn't mean we're telling 
a pitcher who doesn't have strikeout stuff that she should be throwing it fat over the heart of the plate. No, 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 no. no. What, we, what we want her to understand is that uh, by using her control, using her movement, using Hitting her spots. ability to hit spots, mm-hmm. that she can jam a hitter up and get off the sweet spot and jam her up a little bit and get that weak ground ball to the third baseman. Rather than trying yeah. to overthrow to get it by her. Right. And that and we can... Throwing it across the heart of the plate. Yeah, that yeah. we can move the... Uh, pitch to the outside part of the plate and get that girl out on the front foot a little bit she hits a lazy pop-up towards the second baseman or a lazy fly ball to right field because we can move it just enough that we get away from the uh, sweet spot of the bat and a little bit out on the end of the bat i like i like that you're uh, trying to expose everybody to that uh, conversation right we need to have that conversation so that they feel okay with it yeah absolute bottom line to it is getting outs is good and honestly, if I'm a pitcher and it takes me 45 or 50 pitches to win a game, I'm not too worried about having to pitch another game that day or another game the next day or two or three more games that weekend because when I start to look at a pitch count of 200, 250 for the weekend versus 200 or 250 for a game. And as you're saying it, Tori, I'm, I'm envisioning you know these young pitchers just rearing back and throwing just as hard as they can yep. when to your point if we're a little bit more picky about uh you know hitting spots changing speeds and stuff like that we could be a lot more effective and a lot more uh our longevity right for the day and for the weekend and in general will be better right yep. if anybody wants to put it in perspective uh the movie bull durham <laughs> baseball legend going to the movie yeah again. Cr- crash davis talks about Throw some ground balls. It's more democratic. Because, <laughs> of course, the pitcher uh, character in the movie is Nuke Lelouch, who's trying to strike everybody out because he's got the million-dollar arm and the 10-cent head. Right. And it takes the veteran catcher to put him uh, in his place and let him know that as long as you get a, a ground ball out, we're all going to be happy. Um, I think sometimes Crash Davis logic would go a long way in our game. And so it's, a, it's time for us to make sure that we understand the pitching to contact Getting easy outs, having fast innings is a really, really good thing, and we need to emphasize it, we need to celebrate it, and we need to encourage our pitchers uh, to be thinking strategically around that idea um, so that they can pitch longer and have more fun doing it. Awesome. I love it. Good topic. So that's going to wrap up Coach Prep for episode number 60. Uh, Please check out cleatedup.com, nextair, and patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or things you would like Coach Don and I to talk about, contact us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio saying thanks for listening to Coach Prep number 60.